The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Big Sills! You know, I traditionally don't start a show off with golf. But what I do like to hit on is hypocrisy. And it was on display today. Cancer culture was on display today. Everything that privileged white guys we're talking about when it came to the PGA Tour was destroyed by money. Always follow the money. It always wins in the end. Hey, by the way, money's not racist. (laughs) Because every race, creed, or whomever will follow the money. They couldn't match the Saudi Arabian's money. And now Saudi Arabia has bought the PGA Tour. And how would you like to be people on the PGA side who use tragedy like 9-11 to try to shame someone and put a bad vibe out there Try to cancel them using one of the most horrific moments in American sports history, shit in American history, 9-11. What, what, you use that to shame the live golfers. Now you have to eat crow. PGA commissioner realized, wait, so FedEx, Coca-Cola, and Cherson Lehman, all are the three biggest advertisers on the PGA Tour and all do business in Saudi Arabia. Wow, what a victory. Dude, you know what's happening in our country right now? Cancer culture's getting their ass kicked. Hey, Target, how you feeling? Hey, Bud Light, how you feeling? PGA, how you feeling? <laughs> cancer culture's getting their ass kicked. Great month for watching cancer culture get their ass kicked. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. You know me. Because in some form or fashion, I'm a little bit of a victim of that. It got their ass handed to them. Man. Holy cow. 
all those guys that were protecting their so-called legacies in a sport that's dominated by white guys and rich white guys got their asses destroyed today. God, I can't be more prouder. By the way, some people go like this, and I used to have this thing too about LeBron and the NBA with China. China's now our biggest adversary. So do you actually think I'm not going to watch game three of the NBA finals because the business partner of China with the NBA, that's their biggest business partner is China? What does that have to do with me? I don't give a shit about that. I could care less about the my pillow guy. I don't like the my pillow guy because his pillow sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like the pillow. I mean, I I I I don't subscribe to that. Well, I'm not gonna watch the NBA because they have a relationship with China. What the hell is that to you? We get businesses in this country that deal with Saudi Arabia and China every single day. I wouldn't be shocked. I know this. China owns 5% of our gross national product. President of the United States a year ago was begging for oil in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not going to watch NBA game three. You know, game two had some of the highest ratings that the NBA finals has had in the last couple of years. That's pretty Cool to hear, too, because I'm glad they're making a rebound. Hey, who would have thought not having LeBron James in the finals? Actually, there's some drama to this thing. It, the drama is why people are watching it. Well, what, what about the China relationship? What's that got to do with me? That's like worrying about your owner. Like when you go to Lincoln Financial, you sit there and go, you know, that owner really makes a lot of money off my tickets. I don't give a shit about Jeffrey Lurie and what he does with the money I spend on tickets. I could give a shit about that. I could totally care less. What does that have to do with me? Phil Mickelson won, by the way. Oh, he won huge. How about this? So Brooks Kepka, who just won the PGA championship, right? Signed up for $250 million to join the Live Tour. Now he's part of the PGA again. <laughs> what a grand slam move. That's a gangster move. Good for you, man. Congratulations. Way to go, man. Sills, what about the blood money? Blood money? You should have worried about that before when they were sending all the Saudi princes out of the United States after 9-11. Some of the people, and the same people that flew those planes into the building we were flying out of the country should have worried about it then or you should have worried about it when you empowered osama bin laden years ago in the afghan war should have worried about it then that's why i don't give a shit about it i don't care it's nothing to do with me what about the blood money blood money Every time you put gasoline in your car, it's blood money. His saying, get this. Think about it, Tone. The same dude that says that the live golf money to the PGA Tour now is blood money. He's the same guy that is putting gasoline in his own car, saying that the live golfers are taking blood money, and you're putting blood gasoline in your car. 
You put you put blood money into your your home and energy every single day. And now all of a sudden you're gonna pick and choose what to go after. You the only reason you're going after these guys is because they're millionaires. People go after people with money all the time. That's what you're doing here. Morality. Since when does that have anything to do with business? Morality. You guys are high. You just don't get it. Every single time that you that you get something from China, and now China is like our biggest adversary. You're supporting the enemy. Dude, that's how crazy you can make yourself. Right. Every time I pick my cell phone up, like Toad just said, I support China. <laughs> and, 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 and to watch the white golf media right now. Wow. You want a lesson on privilege? I won't put white privilege. Then again, that's what the sport is. You want to you want to put a tag on watch the watch the golf media how they cover this story. The hypocrisy is so unbelievable. The problem comes in when people try to act holier than that. Absolutely. And then you use victims to further your point. What about the 9-11 victims? How could you support live? Now they bought you out. <laughs> God. Dude, I, hey, I've had to eat crow before. But if I'm the PGA Tour and I'm Monahan and I'm all them guys, <laughs> I, I might not show my face anymore, man. Seriously, dude, I may, I may want to bow out of this one. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> man. Hey, dude, I've been laughing all morning. I've been laughing all morning. Rory McIlroy, Jack Nicholas, just a week ago goes like this. Hey, you know, the guys on the live tour, they're not even part of really golf anymore. Well, neither are you, Jack. They just bought your legacy. Think if you're Jack Nicholas now. The Saudis just bought Jack Nicholas's and Tiger Woods' legacy. They just bought your legacy, Jack. Hey, Tiger, you know that $800 million they offered you? You might want to have taken that. Because <laughs> yeah. they just bought it. Wow. You talk about FU money, man. The Saudis just went in and went, you think you're running us out of business? Dude, what's next, the NFL? That is gangster shit, man. They just came in and went, I don't care. We had, get this, they had no TV deal. They had no marketing, no nothing. And networks like CBS completely kicking their ass. And they whipped their ass. Woo! How you doing? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Jack, how's that feel now? Saudi Arabia owns your legacy. <laughs> It's not even going to be called the PGA Tour anymore. You know what it's going to be called? The Big Money Tour. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, my God. This is so good, man. Wow, did cancer culture get their absolute face kicked in? Just can't get any better, man. Holy cow. By the way, let's move on to this. I'm sure I'll be hitting on this. Okay. Hey, every time they have like an oil embargo now, everyone's going to be banging on the live golf tour and well now it's the live golf tour because they own you the saudis own all them dudes now (laughs) hey you're owned (laughs) yeah you know what hey you know what the pga tour doesn't like hey welcome to the nfl players world you now have no say in your own tour they don't (laughs) they do Uh, welcome to our world Welcome to our world. God, what a great story. It's not so much about golf. It's about elitist in hypocrisy. And that has dominated the sports world. Bud Light thought they were going to be some sort of like high and mighty guy stand up on some sort of cause that was completely ridiculous and against their entire consumer base. And they thought that people who drink Bud Light were going to like a transsexual promoting Bud Light. It's like NASCAR pretending to be in the African-American community. That's not your base. That's, I, I get you want more diversity in it. But you need to pace yourself. But you think that you're all of a sudden like a, a diverse sport. You're not. Talladega. Darlington, (laughs) have you ever looked in the stands? Not too many brothers in the stands. It's not your fan base. You can work to get there. I'm with you on working to get there. Michael Jordan, part of it now, it's awesome. Hypocrisy. Oh, an elite elite people. How you doing, Bristol? Yeah, man, I'm sure that's our. Hey, watching those Confederate flags wave around, I'm sure that's real big with the African-American community. Oh, that's right. They banned it finally after, what, 70 years of those flags being at NASCAR events? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hey, just in the nick of time. You guys are on your game, man. (laughs) All right, let's move on here, man. My aunt's probably having a heart attack right now. <laughs> so let me move on. By the way, I want to I give you a little bit of an update. So I said something yesterday, and I want to make it very clear. I said that the Eagles would be really great candidates for hard knocks. And do you know what the – hey, can I say this to you? The educational system in Philadelphia and some other parts of the country aren't very high. Because I don't really believe a lot of you can read. And I actually heard people on the air and even on our network. Well, they're not eligible. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as teams not being eligible for hard knocks. No such thing. That is a made-up fake news line. Well, the Eagles aren't eligible. Who said that? I'm going to read you. The actual rule on hard knocks. For those of you who aren't familiar with the hard hard knocks formula, follow me here because I know some of you 
can't listen or read. And let's add this one. Like to make shit up. Okay? Start again. Because I know some of you are slow. For those of you who aren't familiar with the hard knots formula, I'm going to go really slow here. A team in parentheses doesn't have to be on the show. If any of these three rules below applies to them, they have a first year head coach in place. They have a playoff berth in the past two seasons. The Eagles do. They have appeared on Hard Knocks in the past 10 years. HBO can put the Eagles on. The Eagles just have the right to say, no, I don't want to do it. There's no such thing as eligible. Who in their right mind would want to have the Arizona Cardinals on? Or the Houston Texans? You want to put compelling teams on. You're trying to get, hello, ratings. There is no such thing as they're not eligible. People are posting this on my Twitter feed and I'm going, I must have posted this three times. This is the formula. The Eagles don't have to. Because what a lot of teams, what this was put in place for, everyone was saying no. So they put a formula in. And what they did was they put the teams with a rebuild kind of around it. First year. They they put these parameters in so it only kind of identified a couple teams. Okay, but you have people on the internet going, Silio is the dumbest person on the planet. He doesn't know the form. There is no formula for not eligible. No such thing. It does not exist. (laughs) Holy cow. Have to be some of the stupidest people. Because you know why? You take 2% of something. By the way, I blame James on this. (laughs) Anton, kind of. But actually, it was one of the best videos we've had in the last two weeks. Good job, guys. Because what you do, you know what my boys are doing now, Tone and James? They're weeding out the idiots. Because those are the ones that click on and watch. Oh, it's great. You're sheep. Some of you are sheep. You don't get it. You're sheep. Holy. Well, you know, they're, they're not eligible to be. And I'm like, not eligible. Where, where the hell did that come from? Eligible. No such thing. <laughs> the Jets would be a great. I think the Jets would be great on hard knocks. I think that'd be really great. Plus, Rodgers would probably eat that shit all up. And it would help them in the New York market because you got the Giants. I don't give a shit. They have Aaron Rodgers. You're still not the Giants. 
man, unbelievable. Hey, you should, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading. Silio doesn't understand the, the formula for hard knocks. I'm like, what formula? <laughs> There's no such thing as a team being ineligible. I even called I even called the league up. I even called Peter King up. He goes, there's no such thing. It's not true. Now, there is parameters that certain teams fall into that go into the guidelines. But the only thing the Eagles do is go like this. I don't want to do it. Okay. You're not obligated. The only thing the Eagles aren't right now is obligated to do it. But if HBO went to them and said, do you want to do it? The Eagles could say yes. And they would put them on probably. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, um, uh, what a backtrack! Backtracking what? I'm not backtracking nothing. By the way, Philly 500, my boy's gonna join me at the bottom of the hour, and we're gonna talk a little birds with him. <laughs> Can't be a repeat from of hard knocks from the year before. Sure, okay, great. It would be cool to see the Eagles on the show, but I'd prefer they didn't do it this year. I want them 100% focused. No need for possible distractions, JB says. Okay. Okay. No, okay. Apparently, I'm not the only one who could bring out Seal's worst because the live golfers, <laughs> they're taking blood money. <laughs> yeah, go pump your gas can. Go put gasoline in your car. Then talk to me about blood money. Got the President of the United States on his hands and knees begging for oil and gas. Okay, guy. Whatever. We're on our hands and knees to China and, and Saudi Arabia every single day. Don't get, don't get me started on that. Are you crazy, man? Look at what's the NBA game three because of China. I can't wait for game three. I can't believe what I'm watching with Jimmy Buckets. What about the China? I don't give a shit. Nothing to do with me. Okay? This is why we elect politicians. I am in my lane, and I don't care about shit like that. I got out of the... Hey, once Trump left office and all that, I, I said, I, I'm done with that shit. I don't care what the hell goes on. I have a better life for it. <laughs> All right, before Philly 500 comes on, let me ask you something here. Oh, by the way, topics today. I saw Chris Sims put his top 40 quarterbacks, and I think he left off like the top, what, five, four, whatever it was. I got the 32 best quarterbacks in National Football League. I'm going to do that today, probably at the top of the hour after we get Philly 500 on at the bottom of the hour here. And in this hour, we're probably going to do the Big Seals top 10 NFL pass rushers. So we're going to do that. All right. Let me ask you something. Is Doug Peterson a good coach, you think? Is, is Doug Peterson a good coach? Well, do we not agree? Who had a better era of football in Eagle history? Vermeil, Reed, or Peterson? A couple division titles, NFC Championship, and a Super Bowl. It's shorter, but 
Didn't Doug have the greatest era of football for a head coach in Eagle history? Maybe that's by because of the organization. So now we take him down to Jacksonville. You think it's remarkable that he's turning that thing around down there? He's turned a quarterback around? You think that's by coincidence? That that coach took a backup quarterback to a Super Bowl and won it, beat the GOAT, beat a Patriot team that was still in the midst of their dynasty. And now he's probably going to win the division again in Jacksonville. How good a coach is he? Like, what if Doug takes the Jags to the AFC championship game this year? Say it's in Kansas City or it's in Jacksonville. What, what, what will we start saying about Doug? Do, do we consider Doug Peterson an elite coach right now in the NFL? I don't know, man. I think this is a telling year for him. Okay, I, 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 he, I think, I think he's, I think he's at the cusp right now of being considered one of the elite coach. Like, get this: people call Kyle Shanahan. Like, do you think Kyle Shanahan is more elite than Doug Peterson? Is Kyle Shanahan a better coach than Doug Peterson? Ross Tucker thinks so. Okay. By the way, this isn't one year. Like, people are already dubbing Brian Dable a great coach. So how many people think the Giants are really going to make another step forward? With a more difficult schedule you do? Shit, get this, guys. People are saying that the Giants are going to make a step forward. I'm telling you, I don't think the Eagles are going to have the same win total. But I think they'll probably be a better team. And yet people think the Giants are going to have a better record than they did a year ago? I surely do not. If the Giants make the playoffs, I'll be stunned. They barely they barely got in. And now they're going to have a more difficult schedule because they play pretty much the same people they do, actually, as the Eagles do. But yet, they're going to make a leap forward and <laughs> they're one loss record, but the Eagles aren't? Dude, they're not in the Eagles league right now. The Giants aren't in the Eagles league. Dude, that's like the Eagles. That's like their JV team, the Giants. That's their JV team. Giants got a couple really good players. The left tackle, the defensive tackle. Dude, the quarterback, I don't know. I mean, I, you, Daniel Jones, 46 million. Good luck to you. Now, again, Brian Dable, better coach. The Doug Peterson? I don't know, man. I think this guy's a hell of a coach. I want to get to my boy, Philly 500. He's got to run today, but I wanted to get him on. And I'm going to ask him right out of the gate about, about Doug Peterson and what we were just talking about. Let's bring my boy, Philly 500, in here. Brother, I appreciate you having time for me here, man. Hey. Oh, uh, any time for you. Were you kidding? I threw this out there just a couple minutes ago. So Doug Peterson, 
you know, probably one of the best eras and greatest eras in Eagle football. Couple division titles, NFC title, Super Bowl. Okay, he did it there. Wins a division title in Jacksonville. Has turned Trevor Lawrence around. Could possibly be in the AFC title game this year. Is this guy elite? Is he elite? That's a great question. You think he's a better coach than uh, Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I do. I I, I do. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know about, like, I won't necessarily say X and O's because I think who he has as coordinators uh, play a big part in it, but he obviously gets his players to play for him. They like him. Um, and I think that's a very important thing. You have to have players that, that you know, buy into what you're saying and actually go out and play for you. So uh, on that level, I do think he, he he is. I mean, if you look at what he did in Jacksonville last year, I thought it was a hell, hell of a turnaround, you know, and, um, you know, to have that team go down by as much as they did and to keep those guys' heads in the game to come back with one of the great comebacks in playoff history. Uh, I, I do think he I, – I would put him as elite. I, I think – I think Doug probably, you know, I didn't think he deserved to get fired when he got fired from the Eagles. Um, I so want to tell yeah, you this. If he wins another division title, Philly, and he continues to put that team in contention every year, he puts a couple more years. Okay, so, like, he'll win a couple division titles in Philly. He'll win a couple division titles in Jacksonville. I got to tell you, man, he's putting a Hall of Fame resume together. Could be. I mean, if he if he can win a Super Bowl, especially. I mean, how many? I forget what the record is, but like, how many coaches have won Super Bowls in multiple places? I'm sure here. Coach? I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know of any. Not off the top of my head, I don't know of any that went to multiple teams and won Super Bowls. I could be missing somebody, but I think you're right. I can't. I can't. I can't think of anybody that won a Super Bowl at multiple places. Um, I, I, Tony Dungy didn't win it in Tampa. No. Nope. Won it in Indy. Um, Shanahan, no. I, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. Joe Gibbs, no. Seifert, no. Um, Andy Reid, no. No, Andy didn't. Uh, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know of any coaches. I mean, maybe there's one or two way back when, but I can't think of any. So um, I I think that um, if he can do that, then then you definitely can say I think he's a good coach. I do. Um, I I you know I think he's up. To, I think he's you know top ten coach definitely. Let's get to the birds here. Who do you believe in that building at the Novacare Center? The Eagles are expecting more from Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter. I think I think you have to say. Um, Jordan Davis, right? I mean, Jordan Davis is going in his second year. He's a first-round pick also. So you expect him to make a, a dramatic jump in year one. I, I always look at, like, the rookies, like, when they come in, I always kind of see that as, like, the, the starting point. Okay, let's find out where this guy is, and then let's see where he has to go. So I always like to see that that year one. So I look at Jordan Davis last year as, like, that was his starting point. Now let's see what he can do. And And, you know, Jalen Carter, overall, in the long term, I think, you know, definitely his expectations are higher. But I think going into this season, it has to be on Jordan Davis. Because I think, and I believe you're right, and I I, I think you're going to get a honeymoon here with Carter. And with Davis, 
He's got to kind of make his identity here. We have to find out who he is. You know what I mean? I mean, right. we still really don't know. He's in a different role now, obviously. And we got to kind of find out who this guy is. So I do agree with you on this. Now, well, I'll tell you this. So I'll tell you this real quick about him. I think half of his battle is his is his conditioning. I think if he's conditioned, I think that's half the battle with him. And he looks like he's lost weight. You saw that picture I sent you. The guy looked great. Yeah. No, I'm with you here. Hey, there was a comment the other day that came out of Eagle Camp, and they were talking about Jalen Hurts making that next step. And this is what I said. If you guys are looking at statistics and numbers, 4,000K or this and that, that's – He's never going to be any of those guys. However, he's going to be a better version of him. Mm-hmm. His decision-making, getting better, continuing. Because, again, the style of play, Philly, that's not a 4,500-yard passing per season style of play. Mm-hmm. It's 3,700. It's 800 rushing. It's 10 rushing touchdowns. It's 25 quarterback throws for touchdowns. That's who he is. But we'll make look at look at what he did last year. I've never seen this before, Philly, where you you had a guy did throw for 4K and had two wide receivers over a thousand yards. I've right. never seen that. I mean, so isn't it about him being an even better decision maker and improving on more of who he is? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, I think I think you know, being a better decision maker, but I also think, you know. Playing and seeing everything is a big thing too, right? Like like seeing it and recognizing things. I, I think all that comes with with playing. But I mean, what are, what are we really talking about statistic wise with this guy? I mean, he had a lot of touchdowns, right? They were not all passing, but he still had a lot of touchdowns. Um, I do think with guys like Jalen Hurts, and I said this about Randall Cunningham, and then you look at Steve Young. I think guys that can run a lot early in their careers to have long careers, I think they have to dial it back. So I, I think you're going to see a point in time come where his rushing numbers go down, but his passing numbers go up. So maybe he throws 35 touchdowns and he doesn't have 800 yards on the ground. Maybe he has eight touchdowns rushing instead of 12 or or whatever. But I think, I think you have to do that to, to, keep him long-term I think that most good quarterbacks especially the ones that have been around in the league for a long time that that ran a lot early in a career I think they have to dial it back as they get older so I think 4,000 yards can happen I think 35 touchdown passes can happen especially when those running numbers come down what is going to be tougher to replace the running back or the right guard oh See, with Stoutland, I, I, see, I think Stoutland's such a great coach. rushing yards and 11 touchdowns for the back. That's a lot of yardage, man. And a lot of yards. according yeah. to Kelsey, you have one of the best and smartest players that he ever played with, Isaac Sayamalo. Yeah, it, it probably, in my opinion, I, I think they got the guys to replace the rushing uh, numbers right now. So to me, I would say the, the guard spot – would be the bigger question because you got Cam Jurgens. Can he make that transition? Or somebody like Steen is is Steen going to be the guy that wins the job? Um, I would say right guard. 
Chris Sims has Jalen Hurts. And by the way, top of the hour, I'm doing my top 32 quarterbacks myself in the NFL. He came out with Hurts. Loopy Chris Sims? All right. At number seven. What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, if, if he's seven, you probably have to multiply it by like double, you know what I mean? Because anything he says is usually pretty bad. So if he has them at seven, then that means Hurts is definitely. He's got Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert ranked ahead of him. I, I don't see how you can. I don't see how you can say that. You know, um, I have, I think that, yeah, I just don't think the guy likes Jalen Hurts. I mean, I just don't think he likes him. So if he has him at seven, then Hurts is definitely top four. But here, but, 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 so wait a minute now. You think, again, I think this comes down to one year. How in the okay. world can you put a guy mm. in the top 10 or in the top five who's played one season? Well, well, I'd have to see his list, but obviously, if if you're talking about based upon what they did last year, um, you have to put him top okay. four, right? Okay. But if you're if you're talking, see, I think this gets into the difference of so what, we're not you know, talking about legacy here. We're talking about what you're coming off of, okay? Right, what you're coming off. That's how okay. I take it. But if you're okay. talking about the word elite, that that means you have to put back to back to back to back years. On, on paper, and, and then you can say that. But I take it, because he does this every year, I take it as a, a one-year thing. I think that's a great observation, because you're right, it is. The, the list changes every year, and if guys like Aaron Rodgers can go up and down right. on that list, obviously it's an annual thought process on where, right. and that's, hey, if you put Geno Smith high up on your list, and right. Geno Smith has been a dog for 12 years. So it right. is an annual thing. And so yeah. if you got to go by that, who had a better season last year? Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. And I, I happen to agree. All right. I'm going to get you out of here real quick here. Let me ask you this one here. Dak Prescott is 8-3 and three versus <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles in his career. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Seattle Seahawks – since 2008 and three versus mm -hmm. the Eagles. Which one of these two teams here are going to be the tougher game for the Eagles? Seattle? And I believe you have to go to Seattle too um, this year to play that game. Is it going to be the Cowboys or is it going to be the Seahawks? Ain't no way I'm saying the Cowboys. It's going to be <laughs> Seattle. Look, Seattle, Seattle, we have to, we, for whatever reason, we have a problem beating Seattle in Seattle. It, it's been a, a weird thing. I think that's the harder matchup. Dak Prescott, he blew his load. He, think about it, Sills. They talk about the great record he has in the division. He's got no multiple division championships. He's never gotten out of the second round. He dealt with teams that were, you know, bad at the time. Washington bad, Giants bad, Eagles kind of up and down transitioning. Now he's dealing with the Eagles that are a powerhouse. I think he, I think his window is closing and he didn't take advantage of his opportunity when he had a chance. He's two and four actually in the playoffs. Yeah, he stinks. <laughs> he, he, wait, he stinks. <laughs> he stinks. Listen, he stinks. you know, somebody right. said this to me that he reminds them of McNabb. And I'm like, you know, that I kind of can see that, you know, really just underachieve in the playoffs. It's true. McNabb and Dak. Yeah. 
I, I like can kind of see it. Man. Yeah. I'm going to steal that from you. It's not mine. Somebody pointed yeah, it out but to if me. I had I said, to yeah. win a ball game with one of those two stiffs. I'm picking Dak because I, I just I, I think that. Well, if I'm I think Donovan McNabb throw, was a horrible leader. If I'm having a throw up contest, I'm taking McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. By the way, real quick here too, man. Let me. This is the last one here. Um. So there's some idiots out there that don't understand the formula for hard knocks. The Eagles don't have to do it. There is no ineligible team. There's no such thing. It's not in the bylaw. They don't have to. They can. HBO came to them. They go, no, nah, we're not interested. And it's yeah. cool because they don't meet some of the criteria. All that being said, would you want to see the Eagles on hard knocks? Yes. Yes. I, I And I know some people say, well, you know, look at the teams that have been on it, their record. But I have been wanting the Eagles to be on that thing since, like, the first season. And I, I would love to, like, stream that every week and watch it. I, I can't get enough football, you know, during that, that time of year. So, I, I personally, on a personal level, I would absolutely love it. Just stay off the Madden cover. and we're going Oh, that's to Wednesday. What if yeah. your boy Hurts makes it? That's bad. I I, I I totally buy that curse. I do. I believe in it. I, I don't want him on it. But, oh, so you, uh, be, you, you believe in the Maloik? I do, yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm safe. Hey, I, I want to show you this on the way out. Remember this. See, I can never point this in the direction of a human being. It's called the Maloik. <laughs> and see, when you throw the Maloik like this at somebody, right. and right. I only pull it out when I really need to drop some really bad juju on somebody, <laughs> Right. Okay, I got the Malloy here, and it's like one of those like twigs of a, like a water geyser, and it it, yeah. it it moves itself like this towards the bad people here. So, I, I, I when I throw the Malloy like that, I gotta always be careful that no one's in the in in the room there like that. Yeah. So you believe in the Malloy? I do. Yeah. I mean, look at Jerry Jones. He's five thousand twelve years old. Hasn't won a Super Bowl in thirty years. I think I think he's been cursed. And uh, I think that's why Dallas won't sniff a Super Bowl for another 50 years. Tell me he doesn't look like the guy from Poltergeist. He, he does. He looks like, <laughs> you remember Star Wars Emperor Palpatine? With, the, with his lightning? That's, that's Jerry Oh, Jones. Vader's guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who he looks like. Hey. 5,015 years old. All right, brother. Hey, All thank right, you man. so much, thank man. You. I appreciate you coming appreciate to you. Thank you. You got it, man. That's my boy. Billy 500. We'll continue here. Hey, by the way, Steve, thank you so much for coming aboard. Make sure you also do me a favor and check out Philly 500's podcast there. Um, well, here, let me, let me expand on that. Let me expand on what we asked Philly 500 here. Who do you think the Eagles are going to be expecting more from this year? Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis? Who... Well, here are the fans. Who are the fans expecting more of? Um, I'm probably expecting more Jordan Davis myself. Because I got to find out who he is. You know, we got to kind of find out what he is and who he is. We got Because right now, we don't know. Tone says Davis easily. Yeah, because you know why? Hey. I think Carter gets the honeymoon, right? He gets the honeymoon treatment. He gets the honeymoon. I'm good with it, right? The other question we asked, tougher to replace. I love, I, from that one, I'm going to start doing this. 
questions I ask my guests, I'm going to ask you. By the way, tomorrow, Meryl Reese is going to join us, and so is John McMullen. Um, tougher to replace the right guard and say Amalo or the running back. Jordan Davis was overdrafted. Always will be. He's not an every down guy right now. How you doing? <laughs> hey, keep willing it. Hey, but hey, Arthur, keep willing it. I like it, dog. Don't let Big Seals change your mind. Okay? Don't let him change your mind. Right guard. Right guard, you think is going to be more difficult to replace. I agree, too. I don't think you could just plug and play a dude that's never played the position in the NFL and just think you're just going to put a guy in there and that's just going to end up working like that. But I do also think, you, you, hey, you got a bunch of guys. Do we agree the Eagles have more talent probably in the running back room this year than they did a year ago? I'll, I'll concede that. But you got an even bigger question mark with the room because these guys are made of paper mache. You got guys back there that can't get through a season. Okay. And more, more so with Penny than with DeAndre Swift. Okay. Swift, I'm going to kind of give last year, I know, I'm going to kind of give him a pass for last year. But traditionally, you know, it's been, it's been Penny, obviously. Penny can't stay healthy. This guy's a broken down car. He's broken down car. And you're going to say that those two guys, along with who? What's that guy's name? Kenneth Gainwell? Okay. He's a dude. Um, are going to have 1,300 yards of total rushing offense, and they're going to have over 11 touchdowns. You really believe that? I do not believe that. Okay? I do not. I think that Swift has a chance to have, like I think me and Tone are talking like 800 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving. Something like that. And you could probably put the 1,300 yards together that way. Sure, okay. But for a pure rusher of 1,300 yards, you're not going to have any back in that backfield put together 1,300 yards rushing. Okay? That's not going to – Tony goes, believe it, Dan. Why would I believe it when I don't see it? Rashad Penny, in five years – has 11 starts. He's played no games the last two years or limited games. He's a, hey, did you see him in that three-game stretch? <laughs> great. He was really great in that three-game stretch. Sills, did you see it? Yeah, no, yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah, He's the best back in the game for three games. Now you sound like Skip Bayless. Hey, do you see Baker Mayfield for eight games? Unbelievable. Yeah, what about the other 60 that he sucked out loud? Six yards a pop, three starts. <laughs> this guy averages two starts a year, six yards a carry. What does that get you? As my friends in South Philly would say, ungats. Look it up. It's Italian. I'm not allowed to swear. Oh, by the way, man, my top 32 NFL quarterbacks will be released at the top of the hour. And uh, some of them are kind of in line with Chris Sims, but some are not. 
So that will be at the top of the hour. Okay? Sills, the honeymoon period in Philly will last until week four. That's when you'll say Carter was overdrafted. Dude. So you think, Bob, that Jordan Jordan Davis had a good year last year when you had to go get two guys off the ice cream stand because of injuries? Or maybe more so that he was fat and out of shape. Jordan Davis was fat and out of shape last year. Yeah, but he'll be in better shape this year. It looks it. Hey, everybody looks good in helmets and shorts, though, don't they? Look like Superman out there. Ah, Running around. Crazy great. Fast, quick. Shows a double move, man. Arm rip, you know. Bull rush. Got all that shit going, man. He looked good. Helmets and shorts, you know. Probably don't even have to wear a jock strap when you're out there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Looks good. Okay. Well, was Trey Lance overdrafted? Trey Lance was drafted, period. I mean, <laughs> Trey Lance. Woo, baby. Holy cow. By the way, I voted for the Hall of Fame last night. And here, before I get into my top 10 pass rushers here. Philadelphia, you're welcome. Look, I have to go to my phone because I don't know how to work the internet that great. But I voted for the Hall of Fame and I put an eagle in. And I get a vote on the College Football Hall of Fame. Can you believe that? Big Sills? Can you believe it? Did I get a uh, vote on the Hall of Fame? So I voted for Jerome Brown. Guy named Brad Culpepper played at Florida. He's a friend of mine. Warwick Dunn, Larry Fitzgerald, Dan Hampton, Craig Craig Hayward, Ironhead, Steve Hutchinson, Marshawn Lynch, Ken Norton Jr., Dewey Selman, Darren Smith, and another Eagle, Michael Vick. And I voted for Michael Vick. Imagine that, Michael Vick in prison, murdering animals. Did his time. How's he not in the Hall of Fame already? Michael Vick was electric in college, okay? He he was electric. How is he not in the Hall of, oh, I know why. Because some people don't believe you could pay a debt to society and don't believe in rehabilitation. I happen to believe in that. So Michael Vick is clean with me. Hey, do I, do I forget that? No. But see, this is the difference between me and some of you. You'll hold that shit against him for the rest of his life. I, I hold it to an extent, too, against what he did to those poor animals. Dude, you should see my house. I got animals everywhere. And I'm a total animal guy. I like animals more than I like people. But he did his time in Leavenworth, too. Wow. Did his time in Leavenworth. Came out. Works with PETA. Doing all the right things. By the way, his leadership that he showed with the Eagles with that Riley Cooper thing showed me what truly kind of teammate he really is too. In my opinion, I think Michael Vick is rehabilitating his reputation and who he is. So to me, I gave him my vote and I voted for him for the Hall of Fame. He gets my vote. 
I had people actually texting me last night, how could you vote for Vic? Easy. I had no problem with it. Must be a guy who is a PGA fan. <laughs> and, the, and, you know, one of them guys, them holier-than-thou guys. I think Vic, I think, you know, you know what the greatest thing ever happened to Michael Vicky? He went to Philly. You, you see, you see what, what, what people go, and they go like this, Phil, Sills, four games is all Jalen Carter gets. That's probably so in Philly. Other places, you probably get a little more time. In Philly, you ain't getting more than four games. You got to show up and play out, and you got to step into the light, dog. Absolutely. Chris goes, you talk shit on McNabb because he's a loser leader. Okay? He's a loser leader. Oh, we're talking football? Michael Vick is a way better leader than McNabb. Did you see Deshaun get that honor for the Pro Bowl? He didn't deserve it. He's on your freaking team. What a shitbag. You kidding me? T.O. ruined the team. Well, fix it, dude. You're the leader of the team. Fix it. Not me. He's the guy. Philly, hate him. He's a wide receiver. They're all divas. Personally, the wide receiver position, everyone in the league today is, T.O. I don't agree. I'm sure you don't. On the McNabb camp, now he's coming back to you with his head down and his hand out because he took a shit on you for all the years he quarterbacked in Philly. I have no respect for that guy. A zero. Kind of human being he is. Your job as a quarterback is to get along with murderers if the organization puts them in your locker room. That's Tom Brady. If you put a guy who beat the shit out of his kid with a stick, your job as a quarterback is to make sure that guy plays and performs to the best of his ability. Adrian Peterson. If a guy's accused of beating his girlfriend, Tyree Kill, pregnant your job as a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs is to make that guy play and make that guy productive if the organization puts him in that room that's your job that's why you're paid 50 million dollars dude okay that's why you're paid 50 million dollars that's your job not to moan moan cry and throw up before games okay this guy needed a bottle of Pepto-Bismol before he played in the Super Bowl. Jesus, criminy guy. You should have drank some courage. All right. Let's do the big sills. Top 10 pass rushers. Okay? Top 10 pass rushers in the NFL today. Hey, real quick, where would you put Hassan Reddick? He's on this list. Where would you where would you put? Hey, Chris, I've talked about Donovan McNabb enough. I don't talk about guys like that usually. <laughs> Honestly. Four, eight, five. Okay, 
two. Okay, here we go. Tone, where would you put Reddick? I'm interested in this. Where would you put Reddick? Look at Maniac. Haven't seen you, Maniac. You must be hiding out somewhere. Big Seals must have hurt your feelings a little bit. It's okay. Welcome back, son. Appreciate you coming back here, Maniac. Thank you for coming back. I know you probably be crying about something I said. It's okay. Wheels has got him at six. All right, here we go. Big Seals top 10 NFL pass rushers. I got this kid Hendrickson, Bengals, at 10. 36 and a half sacks in three years. You never know he plays in Cincinnati. He's a heck of a ball player. I mean, and maybe one of the most underrated players. Okay? Maybe one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Strict, yeah, strictly pass rush. Strictly pass rush. Really great, great pass pass rush here. Number nine. I have Brian Burns. Panthers. 64 games, 38 sacks. I love the way this kid plays the game. I think this kid has everything and all the intangibles, and he's only 25 years old on turning himself into a superstar. I didn't see this really at Florida State, but this guy's turned into a really fine ball player. I love this kid. Number eight. Tell me, tell me if you make this here. Number eight. I've got Joey Boza at number eight. 60 and a half sacks. He's 27 years old. I like Joey Boza at number eight. At number seven. This is probably a little low, but he's coming off an injury. I got Aaron Donald at number seven. Number six. Max Crosby. Raiders, 25 years old. He's got 37 sacks already. At number five, from the Philadelphia Eagles, Hassan Reddick, 16 sacks last year. And I will tell you this. I'll make this concession to you guys. You ready? He's probably the best athlete on this list. Number four, Michael Parsons, 26 and a half sacks. He's 23 years old. Number three, Nick Boza, 49ers, 51 games, 43 sacks. Kids productive, and he's the reigning NFL defensive player of the year. Number two is Miles Garrett. Spectacular player. He just plays in Cleveland. He's, he's a tremendous player. 
In 84 games, Miles Garrett has 74 and a half sacks. That's production. That's living up to expectations and being one of the best sack guys that the league has seen in a long time. And number one, I got T. Get this TJ Watt was injured last year, right? He was injured last year. 77 sacks in 87 ball games. This guy's a Hall of Famer. Okay? Okay? <laughs> oh, hey, 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 Maniac. I'm sorry. Okay? Hassan was invisible in the Super Bowl. Well, he wasn't invisible in the NFC title game. Chicken wing turdy, man. He took it on the schneid. Hey, seriously, this year, man, at Lincoln Financial, it's 30 wings for all. (laughs) Hey, let's get some 30 wings. 30 wings. Von Miller. No, Von, no, 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 Von Miller. 35 years old, not working. I want some really young studs, man, to rush to pass, Junior. That's what I'm looking at. Come on, Maniac. Come on. Just, I, oh, Maniac's in the room. So everyone talk a little bit softer because, you know, he he like, he like he likes them soft-spoken Philly guys that pump. Way to go, team. I can't believe what a great player Jalen Hurts is. Man, I can't believe somebody would put Lamar Jackson ahead of him. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Why would they do that? Because Jalen played one year. Of good ball. Yeah, but he's not better. I tell you what, I think Philly 500 hit on it, though. You know, Chris Sims' lists are annual. So he's coming off of what he did a year ago. So how could you put Lamar ahead of him? I, I, I think there's some, I think there's a valid take there to that. I think that's a valid take. Well, Silson, we're not talking about careers we're talking about what a guy's coming off of and what he did a year ago so if you're really going to put a list together how could sims put lamar okay i'm I'm gonna do my top 32 quarterbacks dude seriously dan so hurts is going to be trash this season i never said that find me a show where i said that i never at any time said that He's number one. I bet. <laughs> All right. Our number two, the Big Seals top 32 NFL quarterbacks. In honor of Chris Sims' top 40, I don't give a shit about backups. Top 32 quarterbacks. I'm going to do that next. Where does – oh, by the way, Chris Sims had him seven. Where will I put Hurts? We'll do that next. Hit the like button. Keep it here National Football Show.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Big Sales National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, I can't say any more than what I'm doing right now, but I talked to a friend of mine. Get ready for this coming fall. Hooters. Hang in there. Don't want to jinx anything. You know, I've been involved with that company now for probably 37 years. And my relationship, let's see, South Florida, Tampa, Phoenix, um, Dallas, Orlando, Jacksonville, all have sponsored me. And I got a lifetime card when I first initially went into the place. Okay, how about this, Yale? You know, everyone does, you know, the colors of Hooters are Buccaneer colors because it was initially a local company. And that's why they have the Hooters colors as the old Buccaneer crimsicle colors. Ed Drosky, when he started the company, wanted it to be like a local place where all Buck fans went. 
And that's why the colors um, for the Hooters, they've kind of changed it up a little bit because they wanted to get a little bit away from that. But Ed, who started the Hooters, and he's a dear friend of mine to this day, um, really a great guy, really an absolute spectacular dude. Um, yeah, just the, the one thing that I got a bitch with, the, I, I like the grouper sandwich. And because the grouper's been overfished, man, one of the greatest sandwiches in the history of sandwiches was that grouper. All right. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Um, I'm going to get to my top 32 here in a second. Um, I do want to throw this out. I mean, so look, look, I put Redick in the top five pass rushers in the NFL right now at 16 sacks. And he, the one thing that you have to love about him as well, he's been absolutely consistent. And, and here, this is going to tell me this is not a crazy stat about Hassan. Hassan Redick has had a better career than Jadavian Clowney has. But Davian Clowney has had more publicity because of where he was drafted and because of his name and what he did when he was in college. He hasn't had a better year, a career. Reddick's had a better career. Reddick has been more consistent. Reddick has actually had um, more double-digit sack years. Clowney's never had one. And that's why Clowney's unemployed right now. You see, Clowney's running around telling people he wants $15 million like Reddick got last year. No one's paying that guy $15 million for what? Six sacks? Why in the world would I pay Jadavian Clowney $15 million when he'll give me no more than nine sacks? I'm not paying for that. That makes no financial... Dude, Fletcher Cox is a superior player to that guy. And that guy was a number one overall selection in the NFL draft. I mean, Maniac goes $5 million? Boy, okay. Yeah, you know, kind of. Hey, what's this? May hey, Maniac, maybe, I don't know, depth, $5 million? Oof. Will he play 17 games? I don't know, man. See, I think he's pricing himself out of the – I think he's pricing himself out of the league. Shit, he – you know, a couple of years ago, he wanted Howie to pay him $20 million annually. Howie said, no, happening. Not happening. And I, I happen to agree with Yale. I, I look at I look at Clowney and go, Hoss, man, I don't know. Three and a half? You might be like a rotation guy now. When were you ever great? Maybe a couple years in Houston, you were good, but great? I don't I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word impact when it came to Clowney. That's not a word I would use. Impact player. And albeit when J.J. Watt got hurt in Houston, he was on the number one unit in the NFL in defense. Okay, he was. Reddick's had a better career. Clowney will be blessed to get a one-year deal. He's already... Hard enough to deal with in the locker room. Yeah, and I don't like his attitude too. You know what? You know what's funny about you, David Clowney? The only thing I remember is a cheap shot on Wentz and his hit on the quarterback in the Outback Bowl versus Michigan. Other than that, Ellen Draft Day. Other than that, I don't remember anything else of the guy. Oh, yeah, him bitching for more money too. I don't know. 
I mean, because I see his name out there. He's a free agent. I'm like, yeah, I have no interest in that guy. I, I like, I wouldn't even put a call into it. I mean, if, if Brandy Graham got hurt, I'd be like, well, I'd rather go with Derek Barnett. I'd rather go with Derek Barnett than Jadavian Clowney. How about that for you? You can't have the first-round mentality with fourth-round production. Dude, Tone, not first round, first pick. First pick. First pick in the draft. And he gave you fourth-round production. First pick. This guy's like a number one overall selection. Like, that guy's got to be off the charts. Not give you Aubrey Bruce numbers. He was another stiff that was taken number one overall. You can't have that. He's better than him, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to move on here. I just, you know, somebody goes, Sills, what about Clowney? I'm like, Jadavian Clowney? He still plays? Dude. I, I do not see that. All right. In honor of Chris Sims's list of the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL, Big Sills has his top 32 NFL quarterbacks here on June 6th, D-Day. Oh, we honor those who stormed the beaches at Normandy. And today, the most famous beach in the world is Omaha Beach. Gold. Those beaches that all those men in the greatest generation of our country stormed the beaches at Normandy. You talk about tyranny and what they were fighting for. Greatest generation of all time. Those people that stormed the beaches at Normandy. I salute you, man. 79 years, D-Day. <laughs> you talk about, you, you go around and you watch TV shows and you look at the social media. Nobody mentions D-Day. How we liberated the free from the Nazis. Okay. All right. I salute you. Here is the big sills. Top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Number 32. Tyler Heineke. Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter. Tell me he's a starter, but he won't be. Heineke actually beat the Eagles last year. Tyler Heineke. Damn, Jalen couldn't beat Tyler Heineke? You lost to Tyler Heineke, Jalen? Woo, man. How did Jalen Hurts lose to Tyler Heineke? Don't worry. Hey, hey, James, Tone, settle down. <laughs> uh, relax. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. 
Number 31. Sorry, Niner. Last chance Lance ain't on this list. Get this. Sam Darnold is number 31 on this list. Number 30. Tyler Hundley, Ravens, backup quarterback. Love this kid. (laughs) Sam Darnold is that dude. Number 29, the greatness of Jordan Love. Green Bay Packers. Number 28. Big Sills, top 32 NFL quarterbacks. Davis Mills. I actually like this kid. I don't think he's great. But I actually like this guy. He's not a bad player. He's not a bad player. Number 27. Andy. The Red Rifle Dalton. Carolina Panthers. NFC. Number 26. Kenny, I throw pickets. Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 26. I think this guy's a stiff, but we'll see. Hey, by the way. These are my top 32. You could have a couple players on the team and your guy not make the top 32 and he could be a starter. So understand that. Because the next guy, are you a niner? Here you go again. New material. Brock Turdy. Number 25, San Francisco 49ers. Number 24, Big Sills, top 32. NFL quarterbacks. At number 24, Baker Mayfield. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had a problem putting them there, believe me. Number 23. From the Raiders. Jimmy, I have a better winning percentage than Jalen Hurts. And I'm as as accomplished and more accomplished in the postseason. Garoppolo. At number 23. Number 22. Big Sills. Top 32 NFL QBs. Justin, I am getting better fields. I'm rooting for this kid. I am. I'm rooting for this guy. I think there's a quality about him. I like him. I think he works hard. He's in a shitty organization to develop quarterbacks. 
That's the only problem he has going on right now is Chicago. Chicago can't develop quarterbacks. They have not drafted a decent quarterback in 100 years, or at least 70 since Sid Luckman. Dude, they just don't get that position right. I'm rooting for this kid, though. Number 21. Got to be very gentle here. I can't speak loudly when I say this because, you know, when you have concussions, loud noises and bright lights aren't good. Tua Tugaviola. <laughs> Number 21. Twenty, Mac Jones. Now we're inside the top twenty. The Big Sills top thirty-two NFL quarterbacks. Number nineteen, Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans. You gave a guy 46 million bucks and he's ranked 17th. Wait, Mac over Tua? Yeah, you got to play Jameson. You've got to play 17 games. You can't play six, take a month and a half off, put a guy in there, miss another four, and tell me he's a starting quarterback. I could build my team around Mac Jones. I can't build my franchise around Tua. Until Tua plays more than 14 games, 15 games a year, you can't build your team around him. Is he a better talent? Yeah. Unfortunately, you do have to play. Okay? You do have to play consistent football. You, 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 you just can't play four games. Okay, you can't build your franchise. You can't build your franchise around a guy who you can't count on, and he's going to be in uh, uh, concussion protocol every year. Facts. Mac Jones is he better, talented? No, but he'll be there, and he'll be relied on. Two is one hit away from retirement, and you want to build your team around that guy. Okay. Number 18, Dark Core Saints. <sighs> 17, Kyler Murray, Cardinals. Number 16, the man who had a better passing season than the one in Philadelphia. Gino Smith Seahawks. Number 15, a man who is absolutely rebuilding Detroit. Kudos to Jared Goff. I thought that guy was finished. Hey, by the way, who do you think that Sean McVay would rather have as his starting quarterback right now, Matthew Stafford 
or Jared Goff. <laughs> Detroit's on the way like this. The Rams are like this. How you doing? Number 14, the man who cannot play football after 4.30 Eastern time. Kurt Cousins, Minnesota Vikings. And speaking of Matthew Stafford, Rams, number 13. Getting closer to the top 10 of the big sills. Top 32 quarterbacks. Number 12. Russell. Wilson. Broncos. Number 11. Dimes Jones. New York football gigantes. Slasher goes, you have Daniel Jones over Cousins? Yeah, he beat him in a playoff game. What we, what did you miss? Did you miss that? They actually went further than the Vikings a year ago. You must have missed that game. Ooh. <laughs> you must have missed that. Number 10. By the way, Sims had this man ranked a little different. Dak is back. Cowboys. NFC. Number nine. The man, the myth, the legend. Deshaun Watson. Cleveland Browns, number nine. We're getting closer now. Woo! This next one, man. It's going to be a little rough here. Big Seals top 32 NFL quarterbacks. Tyler Heineke, 32. Sam Darnold, 31. Tyler Hundley, 30. Jordan Love, 29. Davis Mills, 28. Andy Dalton, 27. Kenny Pickett, 26. Brock Purdy, 25. Baker Mayfield, 24. Garoppolo, 23. Fields, 22. Tua, 21. Mac Jones, 20. Tannehill, 19. Carr, 18. Kyler Murray, 17. Geno Smith, 16. Jared Goff, 15. Cousins, 14. Stafford, 13. Wilson, 12. Daniel Jones, 11. Dak Prescott, 10. Watson. Deshaun, 9. And number 8. Aaron Rodgers. New York football Jets. Now, here are your top seven. At number seven,
from the Jacksonville Jaggy Wires, Trevor Lawrence. I have him seventh. Number six. In the big sales top 32, quarterbacks in the NFL. I have Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Now, we are in the top five. These are the five best talented and most talented quarterbacks. In the NFL. Seals actually put Jalen over Lamar. Had a better year. Jamison, if Tua can't finish the season, how could I put Lamar over Jalen if he can't finish the year? We got to keep we got to be a little consistent here with the parameters, don't we? <clears throat> Unlike you guys, I apply them to everyone. Not just when I feel like it. Hey, that guy only played one year, you know. Right tone, technically. <laughs> what about Hurts? I <laughs> technically. <laughs> Number five. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Number four, Justin Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers. Number three, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. Number two, Joe Burrow, Bengals. And the number one quarterback in the National Football League is Patrick Mahomes. Chris Sims had Hurts at seven. I got him at five. Um, He's also the highest rated NFC quarterback sitting there at five. And if you look at the top 10 quarterbacks, check this out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just to show you how lopsided the conferences are, listen to this number here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, there's the tenth right there. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL are in the AFC. Just to show you. Okay. Um again. He goes, What's the what's the criteria? Talent. Talent. Jalen Hurts is not a better passer than Justin Herbert. He's not a better athlete or passer or quarterback than Josh Allen. He has he has no more talent than those guys. It doesn't. Winning is a team thing, not just a quarterback thing. Okay? It, it, it's, it's not the case. Or Jimmy Garoppolo would be second on this list. He is 44 and 19. And he has done just as much as Jalen has. Actually, he's five and two in the postseason. I mean, any any statistic that you throw at me, he's not exceptional in his passing game. He's unique in his game. He's not exceptional. He's not an exceptional passer. Watch this. He's not an exceptional passer. He is an exceptional decision maker. And this is, he wins games this way. He's smarter than Lamar. He's not as reckless as Allen. Jalen, here, now, do you want me to put who are the most, who are the best game managers that can manage themselves to a win? Is, is, is Hertz better than Burrow? No, he's been in two AFC championship games in a row, and he's been to a Super Bowl. He's actually more accomplished than Hertz and finished second MVP. No. Third. Allen is as gifted as anything I've ever seen in my life. He's one of the greatest talents I've ever seen. Can't be reckless. Got to be smarter. Jalen Superior in thinking his way around a 60-minute ball game. He is. And, and, and by the way, here, let's do this. Will Jalen Hurts have a better career than Joe Burrow? I don't believe so. Will he have a better career than Josh Allen? I don't think so. By the way, getting through the AFC is like getting through the SEC. It's tougher to win the A. It's tougher to win the AFC than it is to win the Super Bowl. Don't you understand that now? It's tougher to win the AFC than to win the Super Bowl. I mean, at any time in a playoff run, you're going to have to run into Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. Who are you running into in the AFC, NFC playoffs? Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff? Give me a break. Brock Purdy? 
You're running through turds on that side of the aisle. It's tougher to win the AFC than it is to win the Super Bowl. You know, I say this all the time about the Southeastern Conference. I think it's tougher to win the Western Division of the SEC than it is to win the National Championship. Getting through the SEC, and then you got to go play in in the college football playoff? No wonder they destroy teams in the playoffs because they're they're primed and ready to roll. Josh Allen won 14 ball games in the AFC last year. Jalen won how many games in the NFC where there were a stream load of turds? Jamison goes, Jalen owns the SEC. Really? That's why he was benched. You aren't making sense. Here, well, let me, again, probably another one of these guys. So you're not making sense of Hurts plays in an easier NFC and plays in more Super Bowls. How is Josh Allen going to have a better career? Because he, when you look at, that's like telling me that you think that Trent Dilfer had a better career than Dan Marino. He just happened to play in a very tough conference and during a very tough time of NFL quarterbacks. So wait a minute. You, okay, are you trying to tell me then, well, how many people think that Jimmy Garoppolo's had a great career? He's 5-2 and two in the postseason. He's 44-19 as a starting quarterback. Has he had a great career or no? Yes or no? Would you say that that, that guy's had a better career than Lamar Jackson? Um, Russell Wilson? Has he had a better career than... Kirk Cousins? Hey, how about this? Do you do, do, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo's had a better career than Matthew Stafford? Solid? 44 and 19 is not solid. It's exceptional. It's exceptional. We agree to disagree. I agree. I love that take. That's, that's how I do it. Hey, Sharon is exactly right. Tom Brady played in the shitty AFC East for 18 years, and I completely hold that against him. Who was his biggest competition in that division? Chad Pennington? He had a free ride the whole time he was in New England. Brady bailed on the Patriots, not only because of the lack of talent in the cabinet, but because the rest of the division was getting better. He saw Tua getting better and the Dolphins getting better. He knew the Bills were going to be the team to beat. The Jets, well, the Jets. There's no doubt Brady benefited playing in the worst division in football for 20 years. There was nothing in that division that threatened New England. Look at his AFC East record in general. It's mind-numbing, especially his record versus the Jets. He still wins when it matters. Absolutely. Get me into a game. Get me into the playoffs, and let's go from there. Absolutely. 
Brady has lost to Eli Manning and Nick Foles twice. <laughs> Ain't like Montana, okay? Montana beats Marino and Elway in Super Bowls and an MVP in his season. <laughs> it wasn't beating turds. This guy was beating MVP guys. This guy's losing to Nick Foles and Eli. Says <laughs> you sounded like Scottie Pippen. What are you talking about? What are you? Wait, what I said, you think is a lie that he really had the benefit of playing in the AFC East, Tom Brady? I never said Brady wasn't the greatest quarterback in the game. I just said he had an easier run. You're making it broad stroke. I never said that. Once again, not listening or reading. I said he had the easiest route in 20 years with no threat in the AFC East. If you want to add building blocks on that to what you think my take is, that's a you thing. I never said that. Certain guys are going to have easier roads. The Eagles have it right now and taking full advantage of it. By the way, look at it. I got to like compromise my take here because some of you are crybabies. That's not the Eagles' fault. The rest of the NFC sucks. There, I had to quantify it because some of you can't take being told that the NFC sucks and it's an easier road to the Super Bowl than in the AFC because you're trying to justify Jalen playing against shittier teams. Come on, man. Don't do that. And again, it's not an Eagle thing. That's a league thing. <laughs> and you know what? To be fair, everything goes in cycles. You're speaking facts. The AFC has been garbage for 20 years. Automatic playoff birds year after year. Dude, horrible. Now, they've got the quarterbacks. Hey, and by the way, do you know why the cycle has gone this way? Tone, right? Well, how long did the bill suck? 15 years? They landed on Allen. Cincinnati sucked for how long? Ever, right? They landed on Burrow. Chargers, they can't make a decision to save their life. They had actually Drew Brees and let him go. Still had Rivers. The Ravens took a gamble on Lamar. He was the 32nd player taken. The Jags. How many years were they picking in the top three? 40? <laughs> and the Browns. They had to bribe a guy to come to Cleveland. Coming for me, Big Seals. I'm with you. Tone. The NFC sucks and I love... Right! If Jalen can benefit from a candy-ass NFC, I won't argue. Nor would I. I'm just pointing it out. But see, once again, Tone. People don't like the truth being told to them. Just as long as he does his job in the big matchups that count. Okay. Sure. Okay. The NFC sucks. Honest to God, it's tougher to win the AFC than it is to win the Super Bowl. You got better players over there at the quarterback position and the most significant position. Does that bug you that much? What do you care if the NFC sucks? Oh, because you think it belittles anything Jalen's doing. 
It doesn't. It's just harder in the AFC. You, you can say whatever you want, and you can plug your ears. It's okay, too. And I know some of you don't like to be told this shit. Jalen's road, the success of his career, in the current landscape of the NFC, perfect. He really doesn't have really much competition. Seattle, Niners, and Dak. Rest of it, Dimes Jones. Here, let me put, and, and, and this is not a consolation here. Jalen's better than Daniel Jones. I wouldn't go telling many people that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I wouldn't go around going, hey, my guy's better than you. I mean, I'd leave that one alone because who cares about Daniel Jones? I don't understand why people care this much, Sills. Like you said, things move inside. It's right. It's in cycles. Hey, when Montana played in the NFC, no, you know what it is, Tone. It's because they think it's talking shit on Jalen. It's not an eagle thing. You're just butthurt because you're making you're making it sound like the Eagles don't have a tough road to the Super Bowl. They don't. Now you got to play some of them AFC quarterbacks this year, and that's why I said this year will define the kid because he's going to be playing against those big time guys. You're not playing Davis Mills and Kenny Pickett and Cooper Rush and shitbags like that. You're actually playing people who are in a conference that are going to be battling it out every week. Dude, can you imagine if you got a top schedule like the Chiefs do and you got to pay Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and you got to play Trevor Lawrence and you got to play Justin Herbert, and then you got to play those guys in consecutive weeks. It's like playing in the Southeastern Conference. Eat crow on what? Tone, eat, wait, Tony, eat crow on what? I'm interested. Eat crow on what? Playing against Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson versus playing Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen every week? Eat crow on what? What are you talking? I mean, help me out here because I'm not sure what you're talking about. The NFC was so bad last year, and the Eagles choked. No, 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 no. They took care of business. That's what Tone was saying. They no, they took care of – dude, they played against – like I said about that Super Bowl, it took a Herculean coaching effort, an effort by Mahomes in the second half to beat an elite team like the Eagles. That's not true. They showed up every week. They were the only team in the NFL – that showed up for 17 regular season games. I'm not going anywhere else other than that. Jalen played against top defenses. Yeah, well, when you have a top defense and you're playing on short fields because your quarterback sucks and you're playing arena football and you have field position because the quarterbacks that are in that conference aren't good, it affects your team. Read a book. I don't think the Eagles choked either, Yale. I don't I don't think the Eagles choked either. I think they played a great game. And 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 like um Bruce Arian says, I'd like to have seen Jalen with the ball with 
the last minute on the clock. I'd like to have seen what he could do. He he might have put that thing in the end zone. I, I, I believe he might have put that in the end zone. I think you guys are wet. I'm not in the same stadium that you're in right now because I can't believe that I can't tell you that the AFC is tougher to win than the Super Bowl, knowing the kind of talented coaches and talented look 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 who the top coaches are in the AFC. Look at their quarterbacks. And you're going to try to tell me you think it's the same? It's a balanced schedule? <laughs> wow. You 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 make stuff up in your heads. No 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 wonder. No wonder when I say something here, you guys spin it and you know what they do, Tone? They go over to my Twitter page and they start talking lies like I said this and that and Dude, so like you got to you got to play Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow in consecutive weeks if you're Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. This is who Jalen Hurts has to play this year. Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. <laughs> okay. What do I want to do? I want to play Jared Goff. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> hey, Tone, right? Let's see. No one wants to hear it. Hey. Yeah, but you're 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 saying that Jalen is going to have um, a Rocky type career, all filled with Spider Ricos, tomato cans. That's not on him. That's that's that argument when Roger Federer. Here, I love this one. When Roger Federer plays in a French Open or Wimbledon or whatever, and Rafi Nadal's not there. Well, he didn't play against Nadal. Well, that's not a Federer thing. Now, Nadal didn't show up because he was hurt? <laughs> well, that's on him. Not <laughs> You can't – I would never do that to a guy like Federer or anybody who has gotten to championship games or settings. That's not on him because you couldn't get there, whatever the reason. Whatever the reason. Well, Roger Federer didn't play against – Nadal in the French Open. Who cares? Dude, it's a Rafi Nadal thing, not a Roger Federer thing. Holy cow. You're just hating on her. <laughs> I, I put him fifth. You know, you know what the craziest thing is? I, I got people putting on my Twitter page, so Leo hates the Eagles. I picked you to go to the NFC title game again this year, and I picked you last year to go to the Super Bowl. Let me take a time out. Hit the like button. Towel yourselves off. Maybe some of you sit the next couple plays out. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Randall Chambly, the guy on the Golf Channel. By the way, most of those guys at the Golf Channel are friends of mine. You know who started the Golf Channel? Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer started the Golf Channel. And now they're like, this is the saddest day in the history of professional sports that we're now in, in the midst of this merger with the PGA and with Live Golf. It's the worst. Why? It's more money, more exposure. Hey, and Brando, this just in. They're talking about you. Since Tiger is winding it down and has been hurt, nobody gives a shit about your sport. So get this. And, and by the way, this is more of about, like kind of how the NHL and the position they're in right now. It's about marketing your sport. Think of this. So the PGA thought it would be good at divide and allow their players to go to a different organization where they had endless money and take their stars away. And guys like Jack Nicholas don't have them at the Memorial this last weekend, and no one watched. The Memorial is like one of the tournaments that kind of people watch because it's Jack's tournament. No one watched it on CBS. Brooks Kepka wasn't there. Jack didn't want the live guys there. So no one watched it. Dude, do you know what the Saudis did? They lit a fire to the PGA Tour and watched them burn. 
And they couldn't stop it. Because you know why? They have endless fuel. Which means they have endless money. You could not match the Saudis dollar for dollar. And the PGA thought that they were going to do that. They thought they were going to match Saudi Arabia where we go over on our hands and knees and beg for fuel. They thought the PGA, wow, how arrogant. Not knowing who you are and thinking what you are. What a bunch of arrogant assholes to think that. The Saudis put a bullseye on the PGA and never deviated from their plan. You know what that was? To run them out of business. Gangster. (laughs) They ran the PGA out of business. And bought Jack Nicklaus's legacy and Tiger's. And the Masters. They run it. PGA ain't running it. (laughs) Ain't got the money. So F1, golf, all the big sponsor sports. Do you know what the sponsors are probably behind this? Shirsan Lehman went, we got about 25% of our portfolio in Saudi Arabia. Coca-Cola went, we do a lot of business over there. American Express, we do a lot of business there. Why are we fighting this? And do you know what the Saudis are saying? We're going to have you leave our country. PGA went like this. Holy shit. They were going to lose their sponsors. Because you know why? Saudi Arabia drove you out of business. Because you're arrogant. And not wanting to. They probably gave them. You know, it was was one of those kind of deals. Hey, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. And they said, we refuse it. And they, they lumped around for a year. And then the PGA got their asses kicked. (laughs) Dude, imagine that. How long has Liv been around? A year? They drove the PGA out of business, who's been around for over 100 years. They drove them out of business. And the PGA then started doing this, pulling at your heartstrings over 9-11 and their shameful attempt to make the golfers look like the bad guys. Nobody on the planet and no one in their right mind would turn down $200 million. I don't give a shit what you say. LeBron James doesn't turn down Nike money. And 87% of all Nike wears made by slaves in China. No one's saying shit about that. Well, they are. But everyone does business today. Some snakes are more deadlier than other snakes, but you still have to get in the pit with them. Golf's a drinking game. Hey, yeah, Nick, quite frankly, I don't give a shit about it either. I care about the hypocrisy in it. How you think you're holier than thou. We're not having women here at the Augusta National because this is a men's club, and it's been a men's club forever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) hey that's right tone fine hey a fine scene from bronx tale hey pga now you can't leave 
Dude, how much of a tool does Jack Nicholas look like now? Hey, Yale, think of this. Last week, Nicholas was running around letting his high and mighty going like this. Those guys on the live tour, you know, I don't even recognize them. It's not, it's not meant to be mean or anything. I'm paraphrasing, but this is what his this is what his attitude was. Huh. You know, the guys that are on that tour now, I don't really even recognize them as part of the PGA. Well, guess what, Jack? There is no PGA now. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. All these rich guys are looking like, like Roy McElroy. Look at how Phil looks now. Phil and Greg Norman look like superstars. But Sills, what about Saudi blood money? I told you. So it's okay for Susan Lehman and everybody to do investments in the United States to do business with them, but a guy could take $200 million because he wants to be part of a golf tour? You think he's taking blood money? Come on, man. Remember, apply that shit everywhere. Golf's a skill, Yeah, It's not a sport. Golf's not a sport. You know why? Because if I could wear the same slacks to dinner and play in an event with the same pair of slacks, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. golf, golf is a tremendous skill. It's not a sport. Okay? Golf's not a sport, dude. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I could wear the same outfit, like, to my wedding that I wore at the Masters. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, so like, let me guess, is bowling a sport? Well, it's competition. and Golf is like darts. It's not a sport. It's a skill. It's a skill. Like NASCAR's not a sport. Driving a car going left for four hours is a sport? What's the, what, what? <laughs> you got to be really concentration. You got to have some really great, you know, you, you got to kind of be in shape. To sit in a car for four hours? I do that every year when I have to take my daughter back to Phoenix for, um, for college. Does that make it a sport? Hey, I sat in a car for four hours too. Just the same way that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. sat in a car for four hours. And you know what? I actually think I made more left turns than he did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I made more left-hand turns in a four-hour drive than what Dale Earnhardt Jr. did. Uh, I'm holding back six nine six nine because you're oh, okay. Some something stupid probably you're saying. Um, and you were the strongest steroid user in NCAA. Hey JM, nobody was tested in college football until 1994 when steroids became an Act Three offense in the country which made it a felony. And on top of that, Major League Baseball didn't test for anabolic steroids until 2003. They had no drug tests for steroids. So when they accused Bonds of it, you, you were playing like clubhouse pharmacist and you were a sports writer from the Inquirer that was highly qualified. Look, you see Bonds' head? 
He's got to be on juice. That's some criteria. <laughs> when baseball didn't even have a drug test. Baseball didn't have an amphetamine test until 2001. <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, well, what do you mean? Like these baseball writers that keep, when it's such a broad juice up, the baseball writers that keep like Bonds and Clemens out, what's your criteria and what's your background on knowing anything about anabolic steroids or PEDs? Actually, growth hormone's not a steroid. It's a growth hormone. They give it to people with atrophy and the elderly and kids that are not born with proper weight. That's what it is. It's, it's a non-steroid. It's 269 amino acids chain linked. It's not a steroid. So get your shit right. I'll help you out anytime you want. Hour number three, power hour. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. We're going to reset here. By the way, um, I do want to hit on a little bit on the Eagles as they're coming out of OTAs and they got the roster set. I want to talk about some of the positions, especially at the safety spot. Um, concerns there. Hey, Sills, NASCAR Mafia is going to come for you. <laughs> I know. They always do. <laughs> you know, so, Sills, you think NASCAR is not a sport? You should see, hey, 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 Tone, you should have seen me down in Tampa and in the South. Hey, boy, you, you're one of them Yankees. Are you, ain't you an Italian? You're not really a white guy. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I am Italian. I, well, you ain't really a white guy, boy. You ever been to Talladega? Don't let me catch you out after 630 in Polk County. You know what happens in Polk County, boy. I see that silly old plate. You know what's going to happen? I'll pull your ass over in a minute. Uh, sir, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> NASCAR ain't a sport. What are you, crazy boy? You know how much rum and you know how much booze we run off them cars? Back in the back roads there in Hillsborough County. Don't you get it, man? Shit, you run through the roads of Kissimmee, and then you come over to Highland, and you go down to Lakeside, you got a hell of a still down there. Hour three. <laughs> Power hour. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Our number three, Big Snow. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard, having a lot of fun here. By the way, tomorrow, John McMullen and also Meryl Reese will join us. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you know the kind of guests we get on the program. Tone? I'm going to, because I just got a text from it. We might have T.O. on Thursday. So we may have Terrell Owens on Friday. Um, Terrell Owens is as reliable as Allen Iverson. And getting him on, it's it's kind of, um, yeah, I know, man. And me and him have gone back and forth on Twitter. Like, we've absolutely gone. We, we've absolutely gone back and forth here. All right. So keep your fingers crossed. I am. All right. I got caught again. Before I move on here, I got caught again, guys. I got caught again on Instagram. So I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, every single, like, phony account. And I must be connected in some way to... Ben Simmons' Instagram account. I've got every single person. Hey, jump on this app with me. We'll talk. And I'm, my wife goes, I had my phone open because I let her use it. And she's like, I, 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 you don't really think that that's a real chick, do you? Um, what are you talking about? She goes, look, I, I'm not looking for you to lie. You know, I don't say anything obnoxious. Hang on. Yeah, well, and I, I go, I, I don't say anything because you know, I'm always afraid that one of you guys are setting me up. So I don't say anything. Sure enough. Um, you don't really believe that's who that is, right? She goes, I'm sure every hot 21-year-old chick is looking for you. And I went, why wouldn't they? Look at you. <laughs> and listen to you. You're one of the most obnoxious people on the planet. Wait, I am? You know this. I don't have to tell you this. People you talk to every day will tell you this. You're one of the most obnoxious people on the planet. Nobody likes obnoxious. People in Philly do. <laughs> That's why you fit. <laughs> That's why you fit. You fit in Philly because they're obnoxious. Well, and then, then I started doing this. Watch this. I started going... Hey, what do you mean? I don't think they're that obnoxious. Everybody has a good time. She's like, only you would think that. 
nobody in their right mind, like shit talkers. I go, I do. She goes, I know. I know. Like, okay, man. So, yeah. So my Instagram now, now I'm just deleting accounts because there's not a chance in hell. And plus you're right. I'm too obnoxious. I don't know. It's all good. Anyway. Hey, so as you see Travis Kelsey at the, at the white house. Hey man, being at the white house is a pretty fun thing. Okay. Being at the white house is a pretty fun thing. I've stole towels out of there and a bar of soap. I don't know why <laughs> bar of soap. <laughs> Man, that sounded awful. But it had the president's seal. Okay? I mean, hey, I don't know why that that just sounded terrible. A bar of soap and a towel or like a hand napkin. I don't know why that sounded just Hey, Sills, what'd you steal out of the White House? A bar of soap in the top? <laughs> ah! Uh, he could have grabbed anything else. I know there was a spoon on my table. And it had the president's emblem. I'm like, you think I can hijack this thing out of here? And so, hey, hey, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, don't steal nothing, man. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I go every damn hotel I go to when I played football, man. There are certain hotels that had the big big towels you couldn't get into your bag, like the Marriott. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. Bar of soap and a towel. Hand towel, actually. I got that thing somewhere, too, still. Stole something out of a White House. Who? Um, Clinton. <laughs> Bill, you see, Bill knew Jimmy because they're Arkansas dudes. Bill and Jimmy and like um, Jerry Jones are all like supposedly like they're all together. Bill Clinton used to come to our uh, practices at Miami. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Clinton are boys. Yeah, they, they're, they're Arkansas guys. Now, Jimmy was born in Port Arthur, but he went to Arkansas and played his college ball up there. Jerry was up there on the team with him. Barry Switzer was the head coach of the freshman team. I think it was. Those guys won a, a national championship up there, too. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, so I took a bar of soap and a towel. I saw Kelsey, man. <laughs> Letting him run around the White House, man. They probably had, like, Secret Service following that guy around because he always got the guys doing this. He's stealing a towel. I think the big guy's got a bar of soap in his pocket. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I I I thought that was I thought that was great. All right. Hey, Niner, are you in here? Niner, I got some new material. See, remember I told you because Niner called me out on not having enough Trey Lance material. And I'm gonna get to the Eagles here in a second. Niner, you in here? I got some new Trey Lance material and 49er info. Just came down the pike on your boy Trey Lance. Oh, man. I want to thank Niner, too, because you know why? Niner helps me with my content, and he helps me um, really, you know, make sure that I keep everything updated 
Okay. I know, Sills. I'm a Keystone kid married to a Texas sweetheart. The dynamic is explosive. Oh, holy cow, man. I, yeah, well, Jeremy, then you know, man, your wife's like a loaded shotgun. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Sandwiches. I got it tonight. It's all good. Okay. All right. I saw the hey, I hey, wait. No, no, not only that. Another, another tremendous throw by uh, Trey Lance. But here's the quote. So George Kittle was asked about Trey Lance from a year ago to this year. And Trey Lance is like, hey, I won't lie. He looks a lot better than he Wait, let me. I gotta. I gotta say it without laughing. Hey, George Kittle said that Trey Lance. I won't lie. Looks a lot better than he did a year ago. Wow. Hey, hey. Between that comment. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch going, these guys really, 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 really had a productive offseason. <laughs> Man, this guy is getting shit on in helmets and shorts. Holy cow. Dude, this guy's going to go down as the biggest disaster in 49er history. You mark my words here, man. Holy cow. It's not just the fact that he's a first-rounder. It's like we've been saying. It's the assets of first-round picks multiple that you gave up to get him. Wow. The reason that they want Brock Purdy to win this, because at least they can justify, well, we effed up on, hey, do you know what the worst, the best thing could have happened is that that seventh pick or that seventh round pick was a pick that was tied into somehow Trey Lance. If they do not win a Super Bowl in the next four years, whew, hey, I don't know. Hey, by the way, 49ers don't make the playoffs this year, and he's what I think he is. Someone's getting fired. Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch. One of those guys is getting fired. Somebody wanted that guy. I mean, right now, watching him move around, get this, Jordan Davis looks, compared to him, Jordan Davis right now looks like Richard Seymour running around in, in Eagle Camp. Okay, he, he looks like Richard Seymour running around compared to Trey Lance. Trey Lance looks like he doesn't belong. When I watch Trey Lance running around on the field, he looks like he doesn't belong. Like, he doesn't belong on an NFL field. That guy, that, that guy's an XFL, USFL kind of guy. You know, that's why, I, one, one more time on this too. This is why I think that the USFL or the XFL and the NFL or whoever the relationship is, 
they should use those teams and send down some of their younger players to get game experience to get better. The league would be better and benefit from it. Plus, it would help the, those other leagues out. I don't think there should be the adversarial relationship. And I think the NFL should use both leagues, XFL and USFL, to send players down there. Send them down there, man. Get them game experience. Get them reps. They need reps. Find Hey, who knows? You may find Kurt Warner. Who knows? You may find Tony Romo. Who knows? They, it, there's a, that's an even better idea, Kevin. Merge the leagues. It'd be financially best for both of them because from what I'm understanding, the, the Rock lost a shitload of money on that thing. Okay, no point in two leagues. And then you got the Canadian League starting up soon. Right. I mean, there's no point in that. Put them all together, man. And then what you could do is you could have, like, rights. See, one of the things that was cool about the World League that I played in, like, everybody had a designation. I told you that I was a property of the Detroit Lions. The Lions had my rights, no matter what happened. Now, they didn't have to keep me. But what the Lions did was they stroked me a check for $15,000 to go play in the league to get me to do it. I went okay. I played in the league. I made about 40, 50 grand inside of three months. It's not bad work, right? 40, 50 grand, something like that inside of three months. I was all right with that. Then you get a signing bonus to go back to Detroit for 20 grand. So in that whole little span, you made roughly around $120,000 counting camp. I made $120,000 inside of six, uh, four or five months. So it was worth it for me to go into that. And, and this was in 92. So who knows what that money would have been worth right now. In 92, I made $125,000 inside of five months. I mean, that's not horrible. <laughs> I would also bring, it would also bring it being legit to those minor leagues. It, it absolutely would. Plus, you know, you would have more eyeballs on it. Plus, it would help the league if you uh, combine the talent. It'd be a better league. I mean, I believe the 49ers will have a drop-off year, and they better hope McCaffrey stays healthy. Boy, McCaffrey doesn't McCaffrey doesn't stay healthy, and the quarterback doesn't pan out or step up or turn out to be what he did a year ago. Niners are in trouble, man. Okay. Niners, Niners are in trouble, in my opinion. Hey, not, right, Chris, thank you. Not horrible now. So well, we, we, we made good money on that, that whole exchange. Then you go up to Detroit. I played all, as I told you before, I played all four. I started all four preseason games, and then I got four games going into the regular season to count on my, um, my tenure in the NFL. So I got a year in on that with the Lions. NFL Europe was a great league. I enjoyed playing in that. No way. Really, Neil? $125,000 in 1992 is $415,000 today? Well, shit, man. It is great money. I, I guarantee you those guys today in the XFL and in the NFL are not making $415,000. But again, you got to remember, NFL Europe was owned by the NFL. Um, it, it was sponsored and owned by the league. They had league referees in it. Shit, man. My uniform 
I mean, the uniform that I wore, look at this thing here. Like the, the uniform I wore, shit, Seattle uses that. That's your boy Doug Peterson getting his ass kicked, by the way. Okay? See those uniforms, that top? Seattle uses that. And so, yeah, I mean, man, hey, I absolutely killed Doug Peterson there. <laughs> I think I separated his shoulder. Uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, that's in Orlando, about 1,000 degrees. That's the New York Knights. Yeah. Big Sills huffing it. <laughs> All right. But, dude, so, like, if you're if, – if you're – if you're in a position right now where you're San Francisco, you have to be panicking a little bit, don't you? At the quarterback position. Here is another example. See, hey, remember last hour I said, hey, this isn't a Eagles thing that the Eagles are in a very soft NFC. The 49ers are not taking advantage of it. The Eagles are. The Eagles are taking advantage of it. You are in a position where you have a ready-made roster. You should have did everything in your power to get Aaron Rodgers there. You should have did everything in your power to get him there. But see what they're doing? And Yale's right. They are gambling on the unknown way too much. Some would go, well, Sills, isn't and aren't the Eagles gambling on Hurts? No, because the style of play he has, Jalen Hurts is not going to sit back and throw the ball 600 times anytime in his NFL career. That's not how they're going to win games. You know the one thing that the Eagles will never get away from? The Eagles will never get away from being what? A power team. They are never going to be a finesse team, nor do they want to be. You know why? Look at what you invest in your O-line. You are not going to invest in your offense the way you invest in your offense and all of a sudden turn yourself into a finesse team. In my entire life, I never have ever seen the Philadelphia Eagles a finesse team, especially on offense, ever. And that won't happen anytime soon. They'll never be finesse. It's probably one of the reasons why you have ass with the way they play defense today, because it's kind of a it's kind of a finesse defense, isn't it? Wild, you're playing a finesse defense in the home of Buddy Ryan and Jimmy and Jim Johnson. Okay, I guess hard to swallow, but it has to be. I guess they'll never be a finesse team. But the Eagles here, the Eagles are taking advantage of it. They're completely taking advantage of it. The Niners, they're gambling on so much uncertainty. The problem with the Niners is that they always are trying to be the smartest people in the room. It's an open book test, dummy. <laughs> Go past the damn bar. Yeah, okay. That's because what they got in the building now, they think they know more than what the DeBartolos did. Okay, the Bartolo family, I know the wife is in there, but it's the Yorks that run it. And they gamble on too much uncertainty. Here, 
You know, Tone said something a couple months ago. And he's right on it. And 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 hey, and for the record, just to go back on what we said in the last hour, don't don't take it offense when I said the road is easier in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. It's not a rip on you. It's a rip on the other teams in the NFC. It's not an eagle thing. It's tougher to win the AFC than the Super Bowl today because you got to go through better quarterbacks. It goes in cycles, though, like this. It goes in draft cycles. Then you get a couple trades. Hey, just look a couple years ago what you had. Brady moves into the NFC, right? You had Brady, Rodgers, Breeze. Brady, Rodgers, and Breeze and Stafford all in the NFC at one time. I mean, that's a pretty tough gauntlet to get through. You think Jalen Hurts is going to go through Stafford? When he was healthy, Brady, Rodgers, in his first year starting, he's not getting through that. He wasn't getting through Brady in his first year starting. It's okay. Now, in in the NFC, Brock Purdy could get to the NFC title game. Think of that. Brock Purdy got to the NFC title game. Brock Purdy's not getting to the AFC title game. Last year, in his first year starting, he's not. That ain't happening. (laughs) That's just not happening. But that's the luck of the draw sometimes, and that's the error you play in. It's what it is. But here, look. Key positions that you're great at. Look at Philly here. Are they great at corner? And you know why they're great at corner? I don't think they have superstar corners. I think they got a superstar tandem. And I would say it's the best tandem in the league at corner. Today, we'll see what happens when they get in. We'll see if Slay's lost anything. I'm betting he he's not the same player. I'm betting he's not as bad as he was in the last eight games of the year. More so six. But he's 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 not what he was when he first got to Philadelphia. But I don't think it's going to be that monster of a drop-off. Okay? I don't. But I don't think Slay is going to be what he was when he first came to Philadelphia. I don't think he's that guy anymore. However, your duos? Look at what you are here. Corners. Sure. That is a premium position. And you're great at both with the duo. You got multiple wide receivers. Do you have the best wide receivers in the best wide receiver in the NFL? No, but you may have the best duo. So right now you have the best corners and one of the top three duos and wide receiver in the NFL. Those are key positions and premium positions. Do you have a premium edge rusher? Yeah, I had a guy who had 16 sacks last year. Okay. So your premium added an edge rusher. Are you premium in your tackle positions offensively? Dude, you do have the best right tackle in the game. And I do believe that you do have one of the top seven left tackles in the game. So as a duo, you have the best tackles in the game offensively. You think Ringo is being groomed to replace Slay? I don't know. We'll see if Ringo can play back there at the corner position. Um, I think he might be more apt to play somewhere in the slot or in the safety position 
They need more help there. That's to me where I think uh, that I, if, if I'm going to move anybody, I'm going to move any somebody over to the slot or over into the safety position. But look where the Eagles are here. Your premium at corner, your premium at receiver, your premium at a, as, as an edge rusher. You got a quarterback who's in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. You got a tight end who's in the top. You are elite pretty much in all the premium positions, especially as a duo. Okay, especially as a duo here. Now, here's the Niners. Ayuk and Samuel. Yeah. McCaffrey as a pass-catching option. Kittle. The 49ers have better skilled guys overall than you. Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. And McCaffrey. They're better than you. By this much. Okay? Look. AJ's better than Debo. Debo does more. He's more versatile. Devontae's better than Ayuk. I'll take that back. The, the Eagles are better at wide out. But as a ca- pass-catching combo, AJ, Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey. I don't. I think the Niners have the edge because of McCaffrey. Now, does Swift close the gate? Maybe some. Okay? Maybe some. Okay? But here, like you said, but wait, I haven't even got to where, what the point's going to be here. So you're there with Philadelphia at every single position. Wait, offensive line? Your right tackle, we'll see. You're not as good as the Eagles in the O-line. You're, you're just not. Even with the loss of Hardgrave, you are not as good as the Eagles in the O-line. But here's the big thing. You're kind of hanging in the conversation with the best offensive talent in the NFL. Then you get to the quarterback. Why haven't you addressed that? I'll tell you this, man. If that was my freaking football team, I'd be doing everything I possibly can to get the most experienced guy out there. Looks like Brady doesn't want to play, but Jesus criminy, man. How long are you going to sit there and develop a quarterback when you have a ready-made Super Bowl team? You're holding the team back. The 49er front office is holding that team back. Whereas in Philadelphia, Philly is gambling that this guy is not just going to be a one-year wonder because they're investing in his decision-making. They're not investing in one year. Nobody in their right mind invests anything one year. And it's, it's the fastest way to get burned. But what they are investing in is that they think this guy is going to be the best Jalen Hurts he can be. He's going to improve. Dude, you guys want him to start throwing the ball around. That's not who he is. Who he is is what we said yesterday he is and what he did a year ago. Getting better at that process. If J- Here, if Jalen Hurts plays as good as he did last year, you'll be in a Super Bowl again. Who gives a shit about 4,000 yards? 
Why would you care about that? He puts another year like he put together last year. You're going to be in the NFC title game. Well, I want him to improve on complete. Dude. Ask Justin Herbert how that feels. Justin Herbert has superior passing numbers than Jalen Hurts will ever have. Ever. He'll never put the numbers. There's only one guy faster to the amount of yards that Herbert has thrown, and that's Mahomes. But you got to win. Because then pretty soon we're going to start saying this about Herbert. Hey, what are you going to fall in the line of Dak Prescott and um, Kirk Cousins? It's got to be, hey, when you put up those kind of numbers, like Justin Herbert, at the end of the day, it's got to mean something. Well, he surely threw for a lot of yards. What did he get you? Dan Marino's contract or Dan Marino. Dan Marino had it. Hey, at the end of the day, Dan Marino, his career, what did it get him? Got him a Hall of Fame ring. What did he get him as a team? Nothing. It's a team sport. It's not bowling, golf. It's not boxing. And I used to say this when I was on in Miami. Dude, those records will be broken because the league is changing. All those passing rules. Dan Marino will be a blip on the screen in 20 years. And he is now. He's a blip on the screen. Oh, Dan Marino, back in his day? Dude, when, you, when, you're, when you're talking about a guy in his rearview mirror now and he's like 20. Dan Marino, when he retired at every record there was. Now he's like 10th. I mean, Eli Manning is up there. I don't think it's as hard to throw for 500 yards today in a game as it was back in the old days. And I'm talking the 80s. I just don't. Okay? I, I, I saw – who was the <clears> – who was the guy that played for the Jags back? Blake Bortles. Didn't I see Blake Bortles throw for 500 yards in a playoff game against the Steelers? Didn't I see Blake Bortles do that? I mean, I, I could have swore he went with 480-some yards in a playoff game against the Steelers. I'm like, Blake Bortles. I came out that Monday on my show, my radio show back then, and I said, if Blake Bortles could throw for 400-plus yards in a playoff game, it can't be that hard anymore to throw for 300 yards in the NFL like it used to. Blake Bortles threw for 400-some yards in a playoff game? Come on, man. Another problem with the Niners, this is Tone, is that they are believing their own hype. They have been told time and time again that their system is QB proof. And they've become prideful with the position. Shanahan can't throw TDs for them. After a while, man, you're on that football team. Don't you start doing this again? Okay. I mean, guy threw for like throwing for 400 yards today. So what? You don't hit these guys. You don't hit the receivers. Big deal. That's why, again, you know, I kind of like have fun with you guys, but Jalen Hurts has the same season he had last year. You're going to be right where you want to be again. Don't sweat it. Hey, if Jalen Hurts puts 10 years in a row of 3,700 yards, 
And Jalen Hurts over that 10 years averages 10 wins a year, and he's winning division titles and putting your team relevant in an opportunity to win an NFC championship game and to get to Super Bowls. What the hell do you care what his numbers are? Okay, what do you care? Dude, you're making Jalen sound like he thinks like Donovan McNabb. Jalen doesn't think like Donovan McNabb. McNabb thinks like that. Well, I need to get my stats up. (laughs) McNabb, you you know the problem, another problem with McNabb? Donovan McNabb was a quarterback in the NFL that had a wide receivers mentality. It was all about him and the numbers and him being the star and him being the biggest you-know-what in the room. That's what it was. His goal was to be the dude, not the dude that won. Or if it's the dude that won, it was solely because of me. Where Jalen is, it's us. We. Everyone else played great. I'm just glad to be here. That's how Brady talks. That's how Hurts talks. Dude, honestly, Aaron Rodgers and Donovan McNabb have a lot in common because that's how they talk. McNabb had garbage receivers. So did Brady. Danny Amendola? (laughs) Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman were his quarterbacks, and he won six Super Bowls with dudes like that and Deion Branch. There were stiffs in New England. Stiff receivers. Wes Welker was great. He was cut in San Diego. The Dolphins picked him up as a special teams guy. Well, he sucked. Oh, okay. Montana, another guy, won the first Super Bowl with Freddie Solomon and Burt Cooper and Wendell Tyler. Great quarterbacks make players around them great, no matter who they are. That's the greatness of what Mahomes did. Mahomes beat the Eagles with Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Juju Smith-Schuster, who was on his last leg, he goes to Kansas City, and Mahomes saves his career. That guy was destined to be a number three somewhere. Welker was a five-time All-Pro. And who were his quarterbacks at the end? Brady and Manning. (laughs) So wait. Wes Welker, you think could be a five-time pro bowler with Brock Purdy? Sure. Or Edelman or Amendola. Stupidity at its finest. (laughs) Stupidity. (laughs) Welker's a five-time pro bowler. Yeah, Brady made him. That's the point. Try staying on the point. Boy. That's why the 49ers are missing it. 
They're missing an opportunity here. Okay? They're missing a tremendous opportunity. They should, they, you should have a caravan of quarterbacks trying to win that job because the guy that you have, you've gambled wrong. Is it, hey, are we not in this position? Guys, are we not in this position with San Francisco? They're refusing to admit their failure. They're refusing. McNabb with the five NFC title games with Todd Pinkston and James Thrash. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo's five and two in the postseason. It goes into places like Green Bay and actually wins playoff games. Yeah, okay. He's been to a Super Bowl too. With the five NFC title games. Yeah. So did Danny White. So did Danny White go to five NFC title games. Danny White. Hey, Danny White and Donovan McNabb. About right. About right. Dude, why do you revere that guy? He's nobody. McNabb's nobody. Could have been somebody. Hey, like the guy on the waterfront. Could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. <laughs> I'm working on T.O. for Thursday, man. I'm he, he, He's impossible, though, to get nailed down. He, uh, and You know what? The hardest guests to get on are T.O. and Allen Iverson. Whew. Iverson, this is how you have to get Iverson on. If you're ever going to book Allen Iverson for your show, you got to do this. Hey, man, do you think I can get you on at around 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, man, sure, no problem. And it'll be three hours later, and it'll be just in time for the start of the show. <laughs> I've actually, hey, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite athletes, but I've actually done that. I I, I did a two-hour deal to him like that. I go, hey, man, um, yeah, can you come on the program? I think I had him for like 11 o'clock. <laughs> and it came 1 o'clock in the afternoon. He goes, hey, man, is it still good? I still two hours left. I go, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll get you on at the very end of the show here. And he's like, hey. I tell you, you got to book some of these guys, man. And me, I and here's here's my problem. I wake up in the morning. Hey, Bruce Arians, can you come on? Sure. So I, I mean, I call people in the morning. I don't really kind of forecast unless it's somebody hard like Terrell Owens to try to get on. So he was good enough. He was better than you say he was. Not great, but good enough to win a Super Bowl if he had any help on offense. Game seven. You missed the point. I think he had great talent, Donovan McNabb. I think he had a horrible mentality. I think he wasn't driven by the right things. You bet he had the talent to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. He was never going to be a champion, though. It's not in his DNA. The kid you got in Philly now, that's in his DNA. Okay? That's in his DNA. Yell goes, they should have beaten New England in 2004. So McNabb should have beat Brady? No way. He was never going to. 
game was over before the kickoff. McNabb's the quarterback against a guy whose will is one of the greatest in the history of the game. He was never winning that game. Dude, you, you know when you get into a ball game. Like, look at – you know the greatest example of that right now is? Is watching Jimmy Butler. Do you know that I turned that game two off for a little bit and I went like this? Eh, 15 down. What a dummy. Guy's got a bunch of role players on his team, undrafted football players, and that dude leads them back and they win. And you know what? Of course. Commanders are entertaining trade talks for Chase for uh Chase Young. I want to hit on that. Let's hit the let's hit the like button. Chase Young. Wow. I'll tell you what I take my take is of that. Hit the like button, keep it here on the National Football Show. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately, go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
Lakefield National Football Show. So Chase Young now and the commanders are taking phone calls on potential trades for Chase Young. I stay far away from this thing. You don't let edge rushers go that are premium guys. And some would go, what about Reddick? Reddick was a Rubik's Cube, like I told you. Carolina couldn't. It's not that Washington can't figure him out like Carolina and Arizona couldn't. This guy's hurt. This guy must be more injured, and I believe he's more injured than what the commanders are saying because they're trying to move him now. And they're trying to get some assets back for him. I think Chase Young had more talent than Michael Parsons. I think he was a better football player. Um, his, his first year, he was a bitch. I thought he was maybe – I'll tell you this. I thought he was a better talent than Nick Bosa coming out of Ohio State. I thought he was a really good-looking prospect. And when I watched him play his rookie year and I watched Michael Parsons, I went, dude, Chase Young's better. But now that Washington – and Ron Rivera is a defensive coach, and you have Jack Del Rio in the building too, who's a heck of a coach as well. I would say this to you. I, you, you know what I would do? Here's what I would offer Washington for Chase Young. Um, I'll give you a fifth rounder for him. I'll give you a fifth rounder. I'm pretty good with that. They would go, no, we want a one. One? Then why aren't you keeping them? You want a first rounder. You want a first rounder and you're not keeping them? What? What's the problem? Why don't you want them? Well, you know, he makes too much money. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. This guy's hurt, man. I'll bet you anything the doctors have told that organization and told the coaching staff, I don't know. He's not going to be healthy this year. What's the point of having him? And if I'm not mistaken, his contract is up at the end of this year, and he's going into – uh, free agency at the end of this season. Washington wants no part of that because here, then they'll be put in a position at the end of the year. Do you extend him or not? And do you give him a multiple year when he's missed a shitload of football? I mean, it's just bad timing. And again, here's, here's the evaluation. Like you're talking about, like with Tua, Tua can play. Tua is a good quarterback. Mac Jones is better. Why? Well, he's going to play 17 games. Tua's going to play 10. I don't know how you don't see that that is the equation here. Durability and availability are also part of this. Report servicing that Shady McCoy is replacing Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. Will be great to have an eagle mouthpiece to shut down Skip's BS. That show will never be the same. Skip Bayless, in my opinion, Shannon Sharp doesn't need Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless needs Shannon Sharp. Shannon will be missed on that show. Okay? It will be missed. And, you know, I mean, he he totally will be missed on that program. And Shannon's doing the right thing. He has no say in the show. Skip picks all the topics. And Fox, just like ESPN, 
have bet the farm on Bayless and Smith, who are not that good. He's a better version of Clowney. Those big defensive ends get hurt. Dude, Reddick is better. Reddick, Reddick's better than Chase Young right now. What? Because he plays. He's three years in a row with sacks. Okay. <laughs> Skip is a male Judge Judy. Judge Judy's entertaining. I don't think he's entertaining because, again, here's A block. LeBron sucks. Here's B block. Cowboys are favorites to win the Super Bowl. Here's C block. Aaron Rodgers sucks. Here, here's 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 E block. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Russell Westbrook blows. Um, F block. Michael Jordan's the greatest, and he's the goat. It's the same freaking show. It's just over and over. Same old takes. Same old stuff. Same. You, you know what? You know what? Undisputed should be called clutched what i mean by clutched is he has all these clutches that he has in his career he go those are clutches when you go to something all the time like that now oh, tom brady block too thank you yeah okay the reason i talk about jalen hurts he's compelling this guy is a story this anytime hey Anytime that you have an athlete that you're covering has had a 360 turn in his career, up and down, like Tyson, Hurts, Brady, guys who have have gone completely the opposite way, some in a good way, some in a bad way, though that's great content to me. Like, like you know, Jimmy Butler's great content. That's why the ratings for game two were great. Okay, Joker, I don't know. Jimmy Butler in the heat? They're not supposed to be there. It's actually compelling. Who would have thought the NBA Finals have higher ratings without LeBron in them? <laughs> LeBron or Kobe or any Highest ratings in like 15 years for the NBA Finals. It's pretty damn impressive. Dude, that's good. That's good. Those are good numbers, man. Shit, when LeBron was in the final, well, it was the bubble, though. Okay. 180 turn. Thank you. <laughs> Fourth and 26, McNabb to Mitchell. Good luck, man. You keep your boy. I mean, yeah, no, they the NBA finals had good numbers. They did. They had really good numbers. Who was the tight end for McNabb? By the way, you guys are making it sound like you've had a, you know, the guys that are making excuses for Donovan McNabb. So let's see, Irving Fryer, Mike Quick. This is prior to this group you have now. Deshaun Jackson. And like who in your history? You've never had a hundred catch wide receiver in the history of your franchise. You make it sound like you've had a ton of these great wideouts in Philly. You haven't. It's got to be one of the most underachieving position in the history of the franchise is wide receiver. I mean, every one of your great wide receivers that you've had in your organization, you went out and bought T.O., A.J. Macklin, I wouldn't put him in the top 10 in the NFL, would you? Right? You've been known for tight ends. You've had great ones. 
You've had guys who moved the, moved the sticks that were really good. I don't have any news yet on Matt Ariza. I think as they get closer to training camp, you're gonna see you're gonna see more um, teams reaching out to him and getting. Actually, I would think that everybody getting out of training camp probably. Harold Carmichael was more of kind of like a flanker. Never had 100 catches, though. Ever. Um, all your 100-catch guys were tight ends. Deshaun was Deshaun was a really good ball player. I like him. Probably one of my favorite Eagle guys, I would say, what I would say was Deshaun. I would definitely do that. All right, tomorrow we're going to have John McMullen on with us, who's been at the NovaCare Center the last couple days. And also, we're going to have Merrill Reese, who's also today at the NovaCare Center. So we're going to have a couple guys give us their bird's-eye view of what they've actually seen um, over the last couple days. So we're looking forward to having those guys on. I can't thank you guys enough for coming aboard. I mean, dude, we're rolling towards this thing. I'm really looking forward to July's training camp, and I appreciate everybody again coming aboard. Xander, Big Joe, we thank you. God bless all of you. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6. Tone. Keep up the spectacular work, dude. Love working with you, brother. We will catch you tomorrow, and we'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.